Hi, I'm Ben Richardson, and you're listening to the Karate Podcast, where we talk about karate, the competitive sport of Kumite, and the warrior's journey. Brought to you in association with Kumite Coach, the world's first progressive online high-definition coaching platform, created by coaches and fighters for coaches, fighters, and students of karate. Join KumiteCoach.com today and take your karate to the next level. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of the Karate Podcast. It is such an exciting day for us today. I'm really, really excited to have with us Matty Healy, lead singer of international uh, music sensation, The 1975. <laughs> I'm going to let you get away with that. Favorite bands. Uh, he is also a music producer and he has a, a strong interest in martial arts. He's a pop icon, he's a legend, uh, and he's also a great guy. Uh, so, Matty, thanks so much for joining us today on the Karate Podcast. Thank you very much. Have you, is it just called the Karate Podcast? Yeah, it's called the Karate Podcast. Well, you've. It's pretty good. You've, you've, that's like a really strong. If you want a podcast about karate, and that name's not taken, awesome. then you're in luck. I think. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? This is weird. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird for me. I do. It's like the first um, time that I've been in any situation with you where I feel like I've slightly got the upper hand. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> every time, every time we meet, you just. You just beat beat me down every time we meet. I mean, that's we should probably explain that that's our relationship. We know each other because you're my set. I wouldn't call you my sensei because it's just I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that to your ego. But you are my sensei essentially. <laughs> so, so yeah, fight. <laughs> yeah. So Matty, um, thanks thanks so much for uh, joining us. Really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Um, so for our listeners, they're probably wondering why we're, we're talking on the Karate Podcast. Can, can you just tell everyone um, your background in martial arts, when, when you got into it, and what kind of drew you to it? Yeah, um, I, well, I mean, it's for, the thing is, that, as you know, as somebody who's a, a, a proper an actual martial artist like you know it becomes <laughs> it's kind of like a way of life isn't it just like the, the 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 effort that you put into it i think i started out because i mean i've got the mortal Kombat logo tattooed on my arm so that was like my first like a lot of kids whether it's kung fu movies or fighting games or yeah. whatever it is that was the, the attraction to the uh, the form came with that i was also really into like dance when I was younger. So I think that, it, I think that's why I actually preferred like Kata to Kamite like way more. Yeah. Um, but so, and then I think my dad actually just sent me down to a karate club. You know, I think when I was a kid, I wanted to do something like Kung Fu or ninjutsu or some ridiculous thing because that's what you, you want to do. Um, but, and then I started doing karate and then I trained from, properly in karate from when I was young like very young like probably about seven yeah until when I was 18 and it was a good club as well by that point I was 
we had this thing where no i was probably 16 when i stopped training at that club and they had this thing where you would train if you were over 16 you would go straight to first dan when you did your black belt exam yeah that would that would be your first thing and there was kind of like for, for the juniors there was like a a middle black belt playing black belt so i kind of got there and then like you know girls and music and being in various bands and stuff like that just took over all of my time until I was kind of in my mid-20s and I started kind of picking just trying out different things yeah and then and then I met you and you kind of came you and the guys that can do which is your company came with me on tour and we train we would do we train we train mainly jujitsu and that's kind of been a passion of mine ever since yeah um but yeah so so that that's kind of like my background in it um and so i kind of come from a karate background and i do i do love that really like um not that I, I'm going to get in a cage at any time soon or I do any kind of like intent, particularly intense sparring. Don't yeah. want anybody popping my, my nose. But, um, <laughs> but it's nice to have a style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's, well, like, you know, that kind of front leg, side on, feet comfortable feel of fighting. Um, it's nice to have like a formal structure. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of what I really credit karate for. Yeah. And you did, you did Shoyuru, right? That was your, yeah. your, your style. Um, that's right. But you also told me that you did actually, you did go to Japan, right? In, uh, in your trip. Yeah. You I did. Me? I went. You remember that experience? I do. I mean, I've been to Japan loads of times since. And, um, I remember it vividly. Yeah, yeah. I was probably about 13. It was like some kind of, I think it was classed as like the world championships, although it was England, Japan, Brazil, Sweden, maybe a couple of other countries. I went over there. I didn't do particularly well. I think I came about, yeah. I think I came about seventh or eighth in my, in my, in my competition. But, um, yeah, I remember how the things I remember is how much all of the like ninth stand black belts smoked. Um, that was something that I kind of that I that I kept with me until I quit. I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I realized I can't do it, and they're all mad. Yeah, we did some insane stuff out there. Like I remember, um, even as like a brown belt. I mean, their brown belts were lethal, like absolutely lethal. And most of them were about 10 at brown belts, you know what I mean? But like, they would wipe the floor with everybody. And I remember like, whether it was like ceremonial and kind of fun for the English team that had come over or whether it was actually what they did, but we did a lot of them quite absurd training things that don't seem to have much practical value like i remember getting in um shikadachi yeah and then i as flat as i could like tabletop in my thighs and then having like some of the a kid stood on one 
leg and a kid stood on another one and I had to like waddle around, do a lap of the dojo in Shikadachi with the occasional ki. I can't see why apart from like the spirit that was, but I just remember like sleeping in the dojo, not because I can't sleep, like I'm really bad for sleeping. I remember sleeping in the dojo and just not being able to do it, sleeping with that many people. But I do love the, I mean, that's the thing that I love about, especially if you go to somebody, somewhere like Japan where the tradition is, is at the fourth, forefront of everything that's happening. Yeah. So you're very aware of the traditional values of the place. Go and practice something like karate out there. It takes on like a very kind of, um, it's very beautiful. It's very sacred. It's very like, because I think we're in a world now of like just hyper, um, we're very we're very rational and, and we've really um we've really we're, we've kind of like really um distilled a lot of our like art forms whether it be pop music or film or tv or fighting mm. now you know what i mean like there's been this real since the ufc this kind of idea of unifying what is practical and it's great do you know what i mean it's amazing to see someone like stephen thompson fighting ufc though and see kind of like karate yeah, yeah. At work, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's it, it. What I love about that time and about what I kind of learned and took with me is that, like, the ceremony that is that is in it is kind of is is practical for me, but in a different way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 like. It's having reverence for things. Do you know what I mean? People will be like, why do you have a milk jug? I don't have a milk jug, but people who have milk jugs, it's like, why would you do that? But it's because I like pouring it on my cereal out of milk jug because it's ceremony. Like it's important to me. And I think that like practicing ceremony in a world where we literally don't and we have enormous companies like we sell that moment to companies every moment we go no i'm not going to be bored or i'm not going to do the thing so um that's what i kind of learned from karate and you know even if you kind of like still like practice kata it's like it's a form of meditation for a start even though it's quite intense yeah but it's also like um it, it's also important to create problems for yourself. Do you know what I mean? In a world where we don't really have that, I mean, people like Joe Rogan talk about that, you know, like we don't have that many, well, a lot of people do. But if you if you have, you know, like you, for example, you've got your, your shit together. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got your family's beautiful and you've got your martial arts going and you've got this podcast and everything and then you know what i mean and i see it in you that like you create a lot of adversity for yourself because it'd be very easy to you're very happy but you're always fucking off at the top of a mountain or i'd sorry i, I shouldn't swear if there's kids listen this we can bleep it out but um you're always going to the top of a mountain or you're doing this or you're doing that or you're eating the right thing and it's like i think that it's you learn that from martial arts that like you need to give yourself um adversity yeah Do you know what i mean yeah yeah i think the challenge you you grow a challenge uh a challenge kind of growth mindset where 
um, you look for the next thing that can that can push you that little bit further. Not necessarily towards any anything. I don't think it's like about a certain level of success or, but you just know that by doing this practice or this ne next exercise, you're going to discover something more about who you are. And I think for me, that was that's one of the important things about martial arts. It's it's a, it allows you a certain avenue in the journey of self-discovery and mm -hmm. understanding who you are, you know, where you, what place you have or what place you're creating for yourself in society. Um, I found when I went to Japan that being completely immersed in, in that karate culture, although I think it's a small part of the Japanese culture, but when you're there, you know, and you're training two or three times a day and you're surrounded by like-minded people um, and you have a lot of time to reflect between practice on, on what you're doing, you know, it's a great place to then set a new level or a new route for yourself, you know, moving forward. And I wonder how much of your, you know, your early martial arts training um, allowed you to adopt a strong mindset because as a, as a singer and someone who, who was starting, you know, the band, the 1975, um, you know, I kind of know your story uh, of how things came about, but do you, do you feel that added to the resilience you needed to believe in yourselves as a, as a singer and to push your career forward? Or do you think that was just something you had always in you? Um, I think that it's, uh, it's difficult. Like as, as a kid, I don't think you're expected to kind of like know these kind of things. I think that, that, that I wasn't, um, I, I don't remember like pushing my body or pushing my state of mind through training karate and then thinking wow I can apply this but I definitely am aware of that as an adult and I think that it must have happened it must have played a part because everyone has a thing I mean maybe, maybe people don't have a thing but you know whether it's weightlifting or running or you know boxing or whatever it may be yoga yeah. They have like a physical practice in their life that is a metaphor for a lot of other things in their life. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a, going up against a really tough opponent, like in any sport. I mean, my experience more recently is with like jujitsu. Do you know what I mean? But that's like, that is, it's like, like everybody says, it's a humbling experience. Like martial arts is humbling. Yeah. And I think that like it's it's a it's an environment where you can grow by not being good at something because we live in a world where we're always encouraged, incentivized to keep doing something with reward or or do you know what I mean? Like and I think that it it takes a long time to get really good at something. Yeah. Like and we live in a, and like I said, we live in a world where you can always there's a shortcut for everything. And yeah. you know, but that's the thing that I've really, really learned that I've definitely learned from martial arts and martial arts, practicing it over a long time and then having it in your body. So just knowing it, do you know what I mean? Just knowing how it feels, that kind of feeling is like, you can only get that through hard work really. Yeah. And I, and I've just learned that the things that are 
it's quite simple my life now I think that like <clears throat> because if I look at my behavior or if I look at my decision making in, a, in a, any given moment I can ask myself the simple question of like is it easy or is it really hard because basically the things that are good for me in my life are difficult and the things that are bad for me are really easy yeah you know I've been in a big rock band for like however long like 10 years so I know now like taking hard drugs and lying down for months on end is easy it's not good for me getting up in the morning putting work into my relationships drinking the right amount of water that isn't just coffee and cigarettes or juice or alcohol these those things are hard do you know what I mean but they're good for me and I think that if I didn't have martial arts, I, I wouldn't have had another environment to like practice that. Because another thing with martial arts that is, an, that is synonymous with being an artist is that it's a, it's a risk-taking environment. Like even my partner will say like, if, um, if, I don't get, if I don't physically do something in the day, there's this weird energy that's left over that's gonna come out somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's synonymous with that's also to do with like physical exertion but it's also to do with like risk taking like because there's this funny myth and that a lot of people will talk about in music that um people think that people who make wild creative statements or people who are have a wild public persona no people who make wild art people yeah. assume that they have quite a wild life it's a fair yeah. assumption but the truth is, is that normally those people have a very considered calm life and their art is the place where they take those risks. You know, and I know that, like, hmm. I take risks in my art that I would never take in my life. Yeah. And I take risks in martial arts that I would never take in my life. And then when you do that, you go, oh, shit, my body was capable of doing my body was always capable was literally always capable of doing that thing and I never did it yeah and yeah. I think when you start having those moments of realization you're like well what what even if you're just a curious person you think like well what else can I do like what can I do then um and and for me that's kind of like martial arts do you know what I mean yeah and you know you were obviously young as and young and famous um you know you, you just mentioned there about people who have this wild uh persona or um appearance often quite steady uh and um i'm just wondering because you did go through a time of adversity when you were young and you know you hit you hit fame in a big way and then a few years later as you say, just before you went on tour to the States a couple of years back now, you then decided you wanted to bring martial arts into your day-to-day -day regime. Um, mm -hmm. what, what was the trigger around that? What, what got you from where you were to then thinking, actually, you know, what, what I could do is add in this, this martial arts. This, I remember it was good for me back then um, and I'll bring it in now. And you've stayed with it. So what, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so we go back to where, like 2019, 18, 2019 is it? 2018. 18, I think, yeah. 2018, we started training properly. Yeah. Roundabout. Um, so it's a good question. Um, okay, there's a couple of things. It's very exciting when your band gets massive and you don't have time for other things, to be honest with you. Yeah. Also, I'm a very, very lucky and very, very privileged for my band to be successful in the way that it is. You know, there's a lot of people that have worked very hard for that. And I mean, and I also thank the, the atheistic or as I get older, I don't know, God up there uh, for whatever success I've, has befallen me. But um, it's very so so I can take fucking jujitsu on the road like you know I mean? you can't do that when you're but you're touring in a band so there's the practicality of that like and i would have had to like not go and get wasted every night and that's a difficult thing that's um that's a difficult thing to do when you're you're, you're young and your band's getting big so there was that and then i just think that also like you, you kind of can't really believe it like because of course it becomes your job, but it's still like doing like a huge like show, rock show every night. It's never like going to work, do you know what I mean? So you kind of don't realize, you don't have the ideas of sustainability, schedule, um, moderation. Like these ideas are not floating around. Like why would you? It's wild, let's do it and get up in the morning and do it again in another city. Like, it's insane. And then we did that. And then the only time we would stop was to make an album. And so we'd go to fucking Los Angeles and sit in a recording studio for six months and hang out with our friends and like just work all the time. So we never, I think by the time I met you, that I was on like my fourth, I was coming up to like my fourth album. Yeah. And I just realized, oh shit, this is actually what I do now. Like. I've got a career now and even if I wanted to like make my band smaller I'm still gonna tour like big theaters all around the like I actually tour for a job now you yeah. know and I'd gotten to like probably my mid to late 20s at that point 28 27 or something mm. and 28 and and I was like oh right well this is a thing now that probably requires like infrastructure and a grown-up approach and relationship mediation and making sure everybody's healthy and making sure the tour is actually not damaging the planet and all this kind of stuff I would just I just kind of grew up but unfortunately like I was I had to grow up in public so so it was just the thing um and I think that what has it's really I don't know it's like a lot, you know, I kind of come from like skateboarding, really. I was never a particularly good skater, but a lot of people who come from skateboarding weren't great skaters. I used to film stuff. I was in punk bands. It was just my social place. Yeah. People kind of pick that. They pick it up and then they have a big bail or they have a kid or they whatever. And, you know, it's something that stays with people for life, though. Do you know what I mean? And you see people going in and out of stages. So I'm just quite lucky that like when I put it down for that however long, I was also really focused in another place. And yeah. I kind of, I managed to apply that energy. But when I was just running on fuel, 
of ego and stuff like that i needed to replace it with something a bit now obviously we've had the pandemic so we've not been able to train properly for ages yeah yeah but How's that? How you know? We might as well just touch on it. How how did the pandemic yeah. affect you and your world? Um, you know, for me, martial arts was tough on the club, but in a way, I think it, it gave us a way to sort of focus our training uh, on you know the specifics and the the fine details that maybe we wouldn't have spent as much time doing as a in a physical capacity. Um, what was it like for you in your world? Well, one of the things I did was I got a dummy. So that was the first thing I did. Yeah. But um, I remember you hooked me up with it. But we, um, in the music world, I, like I kind of, I, outside of the 1975, I make records for other people and I run, like I help run um, my record label. So <clears throat> I was fortunate in the fact that everyone just went into bubbles in every studio around the world and just started making records. So the the um the fall off from touring wasn't as as bad as you would imagine not just for financial reasons but like creative people like you know they need to i'm not just even talking about me i'm just talking about anybody who's creative like if they don't create they like die that's why you see so many people like just you know that's my advice above any martial arts like do martial arts like that's my advice like do martial art but also like just create like that's if you're a creative you just do it like even if it's um, no not there's no point in it because that's what kills people yeah like it's there's a lot of psychology in that like if you're really open and really creative and you don't do it it's like maddening mm. like and i think a lot of people get in whether it be personal social co- relationships whatever it may be that sometimes their relationship with their world or other people stops them from doing that um, so I'm really lucky that I just get to like focus on those things like creating and kind of um, martial arts as a bedrock for my kind of like being a man because we yeah. don't we don't need gender roles anymore. Do you know what I mean? But we have and good good for it. But and but men we we still have you know we have like testosterone and we have all these kind of things and i really feel it you know what i mean i feel like my dinosaur man energy a lot of the time and i don't want to bring that into my house i don't want to put that on my partner i don't want to put that on my friends it's kind of like a responsibility to like get that out because like machismo that whole like monkey dance that comes from people who just aren't like sorted do you know what i mean like go and do like karate to like black belt level go and like roll with some like proper guys at like a grappling club and um and you'll realize like do you know what i mean it's you just gotta be humble yeah 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 come in hi come in you're right um yeah so i think that it's it just humbles you doesn't it and it kind of gives you like a foundation to be like and it's fun as well like it's like because in a world I, i'm not one of those people who's like um we demonize men and toxic masculinity people go on about it too much like i do think toxic masculinity can be is, is a real issue in the world but i think also like we can't demonize that like this is how we like what we <laughs> we're like grown men 
Like we're quite sophisticated men, right? But when yeah. you come over to my house, we walk <laughs> over to each other and like six-year-olds, we look at each other and we're like, you all right? You all right? And it's like, yeah, well, what, what do you want? And then we literally fight, you start fighting like next to the car. And it's like, because that's what boys do. That's what men do. And it's like, and I can tell you this, like people will tell you from like, and, and, and th that's not to make it too gendered, right? I'm not saying that like, you know, rough play, is specific to men and, and w women can't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I know as a boy, I love just fucking punching with things and <laughs> wrestling with things. And I know that a lot of my, the female energy in my life isn't like that. So I, I think it's a good place to kind of get that, um, to get that out and, and to um, also like bond. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Even if it's not martial arts, like I've been in a band with in a traveling unit with the boys for like week. We're coming up to twenty years next year in a band. Like that's been twenty years of punching and wrestling, and yeah. like that's how you show each other that you that that's you know. And I think it's it's um it's funny as well. Like, look at Fight Club. That's why men love Fight Club. Because I remember, like, somebody was talking about this. Like, there's only, like, two movies where men kind of come to... Dead Poet Society and Fight Club, where men kind of come together and create an environment where they're, like, they're all allowing themselves to be, like, really emotionally vulnerable. It's yeah. just not something... Like, if female... The, women are so much better at it. So women have done it in films so much. But that's why men love Fight Club, because it's an environment where you are all allowing each other which is so hard for men we just don't do it we don't talk about our feelings we don't do these kind of things and we love fight club because you go and you leave it all out and then at the end you're left with this like raw emotional energy and like bond and love and it's really quite intense and I'm not saying it's specific to men but I'm saying that it's as a man it's something that I've really really experienced yeah like you know you like if you all the people like a lot of the people that the two people that i still really like from school from my high school apart from my band were lad, two lads that i had a proper fight with because i we feel like we've got a bond and i know yeah. that's weird and slightly dark and stupid but like i saw them probably last christmas and i just like them we just like each other because we really went at it that one time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that that's really, there's something about that. I don't know what it is. I'm not, trust me, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's something not even about martial arts, but just like fighting. I mean, you see it in like young animals. That's all they do is they play fight to practice doing later. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like it. Yeah, awesome. And what is it? You know, because we, we did start in a bit of karate, we were doing uh, Jeet Kune Do. Uh, mm. Jiu-Jitsu seems to be one of these arts that captures a lot of people. And I've spoken to a lot of people on the podcast who are very elite karateka, but they've also got a passion for Jiu-Jitsu. Um, mm. What is it that drew you into that, do you think? Um, I think that it's... Well, 
obviously what happened in the early UFCs kind of to anybody who's really interested in martial arts, everyone you'll know, but you know, um, was it Hoist? Yeah. Yeah. Hoist Gracie, probably about not much heavier than me, <laughs> just mm. entered the, the early UFC with jiu-jitsu and the early UFC was just a sumo guy versus a karate guy in a gi and then a kung fu dude of it. It's probably someone even nunchucks in there. Do you know what I mean? It was every type of martial arts against the other one. And yeah. jiu-jitsu just floored them. And then I just think that obviously people are attracted to it because of its prevalence in UFC and its known kind of uh, practicality and its usefulness. But for me, it was... Well, I'll, tell you, I'll be honest with you. I, I, would, I was kind of done with striking by that point. I was kind of done with being hit. Not with hitting, but I just didn't want to be hit. <clears throat> and when I realized that I could actually put myself... Like any, any comité or rolling is a controlled environment where you, you're not really... You, you can get really, really hurt, but you, you mediate it. But there's just so much room for like accidents when you stood up. Yeah. So much force can be generated from a leg, or it's just so much, um, so much uh, impact. And I think that when I realised that, like, I I could experience like that the humbling sensation of being beaten, like in such a different environment. And I think that also, like, that was really attractive to me, where somebody can literally knock you out, put you to sleep, but with with these kind of really moves that work but feel like you know butter like they're, they're kind of uh they're super clean and cool do you know what i mean but it it works like i think that was one of the things that i really liked and so i suppose like my first experience with jiu-jitsu was probably with you and then with you know a couple of people that i've rolled with and when somebody puts if you've got no experience in jiu-jitsu and you let somebody who knows jiu-jitsu close enough to you, when they start putting their hands on you, it's like fighting an alien. You, you've got, there's so many leads. It's, it's like, you've got no idea. And the, the difference between like basic knowledge and, um, and, and no knowledge is, is probably the biggest gap in any martial arts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, you know, if you put, you know, some show somebody how to throw a punch and put them in a fight, I don't know. But if you put them in grappling, show them basic jujitsu against someone who knows none, like it's game over. And I just think that, you know, it really um, it really works. And it's it's also like it has a um, it's really quite serious. And I really like the way that you don't. I mean, high, in any high-level martial art, you're kind of being humbled all the time, but whether it be judo, JKD, karate, whatever, you know, when you're younger, you're, you have to be encouraged by doing better. Do you know what I mean? But I think as an adult, like in jiu-jitsu, like, you're not really encouraged by doing better. You're encouraged by not being good at it. Yeah. And you just have to deal with that. So, like, if you had an ego going into it, like, it just doesn't last. Yeah. Because... In order to turn up every day, you've got to know that you're the worst person in the room and be and smile through it and enjoy it and take the time. And it's that same thing, you know, things that are good for you, like they're really hard, like yeah. a black belt in karate, black belt in jujitsu, like that's really hard. 
And it's not just good for you because in case you get in a fight, like if you get in a fight, you've already lost really in, in the life game. Do you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be getting into fights if you actually practice martial arts and meditation and stuff like that. But um, it's just for the zombie apocalypse, isn't it? <laughs> really? That'll be <laughs> it's just it's just for the zombie apocalypse or for when these aliens go. why is the aliens by the way and you know what i think is really funny is that people are so like did you see last week people are literally like they're like knocking on the tv screen like guys there's a- literally the government says there is aliens and we're like <laughs> nah what's the next variant bullshit we're so jaded we're so jaded that the aliens have landed and we don't care <laughs> we don't care the aliens have turned up and we're not even bothered and so i think that it's it's a weird time so i so i think that that's why it's been really important for me to like do stuff yeah great great you know yeah yeah Okay, mate. Uh, I, I guess I should ask it just because you're a megastar. What what's next for uh, Matty Healy? What have we got to look forward to coming up? What I know that I'm going to be doing is just um, trying to train. Awesome, man. Awesome. But um, that's great. Yeah, man. That's what I want to hear. It's nice to chat to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Yeah, I know. You are talking. Want- uh, no. You're welcome, man. It's always nice. I mean, I'm sorry I didn't. I'm sorry I didn't see you last week. That's all right. Um, we were supposed to try and meet up. We can do a little bit of training, but we're on different ends of the country at the moment. Yeah, you've got to get up here sometime. No, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, I really want to get out there as soon as um, as soon as I can. I'll come up. And that'd be awesome. All right, sweet. Well, I'll text you anyway. All right, Matty, thanks. Well, thanks so for having me on. That's been Good brilliant. luck to everybody training. Thanks, mate. You take care. All right. Thanks, mate. See you in a bit. Cheers. Bye.